Hi there, this is Matt Simons from Dead Blonde Stars, and you are listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron, and this week we're scratching The Itch for a roundup. Rejoice. (laughs) It's been a minute. Roundups used to be a very regular part of our podcast schedule, and over time they've become a little bit less of one. Yeah. Not for lack of great music or lack of our interest in that great music, but just for other opportunities. So now here we are in May as of this episode being released, and uh, this is our first one of the year. (laughs) Yeah, we've just had tons and tons of interviews to start the year, which we're very thankful for. And we've also been to tons and tons of concerts, which we are also thankful for. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to focus this one on quarter one of 2023 albums that came out between January and March. I think we all say within that that frame, if it's a little bit of a stretch in April, so be it. I'm pretty sure we all stayed within that time frame. That'll work. I figure we should be able to at least manage to do a quarterly one of these. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a little bit late, we'll get we'll get three or four in throughout the year. I mean, the top 20 happens at the end of the year, and that covers a lot of bases anyway. And we also when we do these roundups in the past, we usually did like about four or so bands. And this time we're going to pick three each. So, yeah, <laughs> try to squeeze in a little more. We're going to cover more ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw up a lot of music on you. Yeah. Yeah. We got to we got to cover a lot because we we missed a lot. The other thing to also mention is that, you know, every Friday Aaron works his butt off and releases a new music playlist. So, you know, we might not talk about it, but we're always sharing new music on our socials. That is true. And we play a lot of that on the radio show every Sunday as well, where the flavor of the week segment, which used to just be kind of an album that we were feeling at the moment, has almost exclusively become a new release showcase. It's crazy, to be honest. Like, yeah, it used to be like a, uh, yeah, just either feature an album or like the hit up one song of of each album of a band's library. But yeah, you're right. It Since we've come back from the pandemic, I'm pretty sure we've only touched two bands libraries and didn't, you know, when we where we didn't have brand new music to feature. Yeah. yeah. And I think at least one of those was because we didn't have it edited in time. <laughs> Or probably computer issues, too. That, too. That, too. That, too. So, yeah. Since doing the podcast, our our musical taste has uh, expanded and our access to music has also expanded. You know, I don't think it's just since the podcast. Like, I think as I've gotten older, too, like. Right. I don't know if it's just maybe just that in general, but like, I I'm not as so critical of stuff anymore, like. I don't know. I'm, I'm more open to listening to different stuff other than just like so, so rock focused like I was in my younger years. Agreed. Yeah. And we've been fortunate enough to talk with so many people and just kind of expand everything. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yes. So expand your mind with us. We're going to take you on a journey today. <laughs> 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 All right. So the guys are gracious enough to allow me to throw out a couple of honorable mentions because as Dan mentioned, since I do work on the New Rock Roundup playlist. We had 20-ish songs every week. I'm just discovering stuff all the time. So I have a few extras to drop here. 
The first one is a band that I've ridden hard for for a little while now, and that is a band called Soft Cult. They had an EP that came out in quarter one. Uh, is very much of the same style as what they had before, which I'm a big fan of. It's kind of this dreamy, kind of grungy sound. Um, I didn't quite enjoy it as much as their previous two EPs, which is why it only gets a quick drop here. But it's very much worth a listen, especially if you're very interested in um, socially conscious subject matter from a women's perspective. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Another one that's speaking of socially conscious, Anti-Flag had an album called Lies They Tell Our Children. We're not really a punk show. I'm not really a punk person, but these guys have been rocking it for like 25 years. And this album, there's no, it's hard to be this good after going that long. And they still are. They also have a million guest features that that really amp up uh, the quality of this album as well. And so it is, it is a very strong listen and I highly recommend. And then a couple of quick brief ones. A band called Motion Sick. They're Austrian because once in a while the itch goes international. Yeah. Kind of a grungy, I guess what they call post hardcore. There's got this like floral artwork with the stuff. It's kind of psychedelic. Reminds me like of Baroness album covers. Yeah. It's kind of like a concept album, very guitar driven. And they have a trilogy of music videos with their album that came out. And I recommend checking those out as well. And then finally, for the honorable mentions, Delane. We're going international again. They're Dutch. <laughs> It's symphonic metal, which is another genre that the itch is normally not super into, but when it's good, it's good. And this is really good. It's a band led by the former keyboardist of Within Temptation. Uh, They had a massive lineup overhaul since their last album, including a new vocalist. It's a genre that doesn't usually get me, but this one got me. So check out Delane sometime. All right, that's my quick pitches. Now we can move on to the main event. We've each got three albums that came out in Q1 of 2023. I've talked a lot right now, so I think I'm going to throw this over for one of you guys to get us started. I think I'll go ahead and start because I have a heavy hitter to start off the bat with. Sure. And I'm pretty sure most of us will have something to say about this. Uh, So I'm going to start off with Godsmack lighting up the sky, uh, which, according to the band, is quote unquote their last album ever. I don't. Yeah, like they keep like they're you know doubling down on socials and stuff. Like when everybody's like, "Oh, you know, you know, are you what? What do you mean last album?" They're like, "No, we're just gonna tour." Um, and if you listen to the album, it kind of sounds like they meant it to be like a live album almost. Reason I say that, okay, so for one, it's a great album. It's got uh, a lot of great singles already with "You and I," "Surrender," "Soul on Fire." There's just some really really good songs that you know were i think you know designed to be good good singles but there's also some songs in there that that kind of lend them to playing like a lot of solos and just breakdowns and and to have like a lot of fun at their live shows and i feel like that's what this the purpose of this album was it's a great album i love it it, it, it uh there's some kind of a, a lot of uh, self reflection from sully uh, on like his career and and how he's he's uh, gone about it um, with the song like best of times and growing old and stuff like that. So yeah, I just, I truly liked it and it, I felt it was a, uh, it was, it was meant to be played live. Like it's definitely going to be great here. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing that I kind of took from it, seeing as how they're saying that this is the last album or at least, at least for now, but it's, it's kind of a tip of the cap to like their whole career from start to finish kind of thing. Yeah. All those songs that you mentioned are, 
really, really good. Godsmack's one of those bands. I mean, they've had some uh, albums here and there that that aren't as strong as some of their others. But in general, I'm always excited to hear some new Godsmack, and this is no exception. Yeah, and, and you know, and it could be their last like full length album, as we all know with the music industry. You know, they could just release a single here and there. One single could get you through an entire six months nowadays, right? right. Um, oh, yeah. Depending on how you know how successful it is. So, you know, they they recreate something like "I Stand Alone." Like, they could sit on that for two years. You know, <laughs> like it's so. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a great album. I'm, I, I look forward to hearing them play it live because I truly think that that was like the idea and intent is just to, you know, let's let's have a couple of good songs that we can go out on, you know, that we can play this song and, and elaborate for 15 minutes and, you know, maybe give a, a great solo for the, the guitarist or vice versa for the drums, things like that. Agreed. Is there a tour date coming through town? Is uh, is are you gonna are we pr- reporting I, back on this later this year with a an itch on tour Godsmack I'm episode? Sure, I'm pretty sure there is a date coming there through, is, but, I don't, but oh. they are coming through with stained. Oh, oh that's yeah, right. I won't be attending that. No, no, I won't yeah. <laughs> for any reason. <laughs> uh, like I, yeah, I used to love stained, and I mean they're always they're always a good show live, but I'm just I don't know. You're leery of the the, the country influence. <laughs> well, uh, that no, I don't know. That's the lesser of his offenses right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll be seeing that particular show, but uh, I'm sure that there will be many many others <laughs> to come through. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, first one that I'm bringing to this roundup is another kind of old school group and that's gorillas and this band in general just cracks me up for multiple reasons but the fact that you know damon is in blur and that's existed since you know the late uh the late 80s and then to start the gorillas in the late 90s and to still be relevant all these years later and putting out a decent album is quite the feat (laughs) well speaking of being relevant too they just played coachella and from what i heard it was off the hook like they had everybody and their brother come out for uh cameos to sing their songs that they have done with them over the time and i mean i i I hope that somebody like i hope that they recorded it and and put it on dvd well, I, DVDs aren't a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Release it, it on digital or something, because like <laughs> the Demon Days DVD was fantastic, and I, I, from what it sounds like, this was just as epic, and I would love to be, have been able to see it. Yeah, and one thing to mention about this Cracker Island album, definitely get the deluxe version because the original version has ten tracks, the deluxe version has fifteen. Um, it has two tracks that are redone and then three additional tracks and the three additional tracks are really, really good. (laughs) It's kind of like, why didn't they just put it on there? The one thing that I always find humorous with the gorillas is when they have song titles that kind of double down on the gorilla. And there's, (laughs) (laughs) there's two, there's two in particular, there's skinny ape which is a hysterical song. And then one of the bonus tracks 
features Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he was on Clint Eastwood, and he was also one of them that was at the concert in Coachella. Yes. And the the, the song that they have him featured on here with one of the bonus track is called Captain Chicken. And if you have not heard that song, you need to pause this right now and listen to some, some Captain Chicken. It's it's only a couple of minutes long. If you go to 112, there's a hilarious chicken little breakdown, and it's hilarious. Ch- chicken breakdown? Ho- wait. <laughs> uh, well, I think I'm going to pause this real quick. And- <laughs> That's what I just did. <laughs> Dan and I will be listening to said chicken breakdown. Uh, one twelve during this recording. <laughs> one twelve, he says. <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm doing this right now, <laughs> while you talk. Oh man, Captain Chicken. Mm. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Dan and I have now just listened to a little bit of Captain Chicken, uh, and that is indeed arguably the best chicken breakdown I've ever heard. Uh, future episode idea, top 10 chicken breakdowns. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm, Delta Funky Homo Sapien, for the record, gets a pass for me at any point just for being called Delta Funky Homo Sapien. That's a... <laughs> Just top tier Hall of Fame name right there. Yeah. And not only do you have that, but um, one of the bonus tracks is a piano version of uh, Silent Running. And it's just a beautiful track. Um, The other, I mean, Gorillaz is just an interesting concept of itself because it's, it's, it's the songwriter and then the illustrator. Yeah. It's it's a combination of those two things, but he always has guest features, and this album has tons of guest features. And I'll just rattle some off real quick. Um, you have Stevie Nicks on one of the tracks, uh, and that's just a combination that I just didn't really see coming. Um, you have another one featuring Bad Bunny. And that's just a good marketing tool because for whatever reason, Bad Bunny is blown up huge everywhere. (laughs) Accurate. And uh, finally, a combination that just makes sense. Uh, There's a a track. uh, I don't know what it is about islands. There's a Possession Island featuring Beck. I'm also always a massive fan of Beck. So you're selling this really good. What's what's great about this? And I was shocked whenever you brought this up because gorillas are not and more or less have never been. That definitely is. They've gone on a rock band. No. Uh, yeah. They don't make any sense for the itch. And yet, for some reason, we still we still pay attention to them. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, for quite a while now, I kind of came to the personal conclusion that I'm a much bigger fan of the gorillas in concept and in their story and their, their lore and their artwork than the music. But you know, 
30 seconds of of captain chicken and and your your selling points here i think i'm gonna have to check this out yeah um it's uh it's got some great great tracks on here and like like you said it's it's might not necessarily be rock but they've stayed relevant all these time after all these years and uh it's this this particular album Cracker Island has some really good stuff on it. So I definitely re- recommend checking it out. You know, one of my favorite things about Gorillaz is the fact that that with every like release and stuff, like they update the car- the members of the band. Like they, they grow yeah. in age. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like Noodle was a child when the Gorilla started, but like she's like in her 30s now. Right. Like <laughs> as a cartoon character, she yeah. is a grown woman who's like 32. With- yeah, with like the the exercise shorts that everyone wears now. Yeah, they're they're the most fashionable band around. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> All yeah. right, I'm gonna go from them into something that's definitely more traditional itch rock. And again, you guys kind of let off with some veterans here. The artists on my on my list are new word. This is the most veteran of the artists on my list. And that's a band called red light King. They've been putting out music for a little over a decade. I believe their first album came out in 2011. Uh, They're a Canadian American band based out of in parts, Ontario and Los Angeles. I would say they're, they're a little heavy, a little bluesy, a little groovy, like it's accessible and very catchy hooks. Um, they have a dope lion album cover <laughs> and as we previously covered somewhere a couple years back when we did an episode that had skin dreaded mother, mother, yeah. uh, if you have a lion on your album cover, it's probably a good album. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny you mentioned the, uh, their sound. Cause when I was listening through this album, it was kind of hard to, to place, uh, like a category for them because mm-hmm. they, they kind of go all over the place just all in this one album yeah they have a lot a lot happening and and the main reason that i picked them is just because i listened to this one start to finish and i just there was something about almost every track that caught me enough to want to hear it again and so yeah these guys um i mean and i'm clearly not the only one who's seen something they've had they've had songs featured in in marvel soundtracks uh not like scores necessarily that you're going to hear in the film per se, but there's a lot of, you know, like inspired by, or, you know, where they like attach soundtracks to a movie, but they were up in the Avengers soundtrack in Iron Man three as well. I think their first big claim to fame was that they got permission from Neil Young to cover old man. And apparently that's not an easy thing to do. (laughs) No. And so kudos to them for doing that. (laughs) Also just a great song. Uh, so if you're looking for Red Light King, they'll be out. They're going to be playing Aftershock in October. I know that's not for quite some time, but uh, they'll be playing next to Itch guests, Aaron Jones and Fame on Fire at that festival. So that's fun. Nice. Yeah. One one and a, per, one personal track that I liked off of this album was uh, Raise the Dead. Ooh, I was going to say, I got a couple track recommendations. I don't know if you guys want to throw some of those in as well, but uh but that's a good one. I would also suggest uh, King again, uh, paid off and evil lies as a little, there's your flavor for red light King. If you want to check that out. 
Alright, so, so the wheel keeps turning and it's over to me now again. Um, <laughs> you'll find that the theme of today's show is that uh, my picks are all mainstream. Like I, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm mainstream man Dan today. Yeah. Mainstream man Dan. <laughs> yeah, well, and what's funny, a little bit behind the scenes about that is Dan kind of realized that when he made the three picks and then w- was trying to get me to to choose one of one of them but I mean, uh you can you, you can take it yeah figure yeah. something else out but you're you're good you're good there's nothing wrong with having some mainstream if it's a new album and you liked it that's fine yeah that, you are just, you are the guy who listens to octane so you you're yeah. the most mainstream I was say, that, that is yeah. what i am is is the mainstream when that's you know it's funny it's like it's that's typically the type of music that i tend to like is mainstream stuff i, I don't know it's just yeah I'm, I'm not one of those like that's out there looking for the, the peculiar types of music to be honest <laughs> the album that i wanted to talk about was otherwise his new album godzillionaire i knew that this was going to be a great album we were talking with scott stevens and he had mentioned that the four horsemen kind of had a, a hand in helping uh with this writing process of this album and you can definitely tell it's it's a very mainstream album as we were just discussing and uh i don't think there's anything wrong with that um but yeah some some great tracks on this i i truly loved every single song on it to be honest but um i i will say as somebody that uh is in charge of the the editing of the music before we uh play it on or try to play it on the radio I was not editing full disclosure. That's just not happening. <laughs> it's a great song. I'd love to play it on the radio, but I, I don't know for most part, like it's hard to play songs on the radio where you have like an F bomb in the chorus. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Especially an MF or MFers are the hardest to edit. True. And it, so. it reaches a certain point when there's, when there's a certain amount that it, it ends up ruining the song. Six. <laughs> it, it, it's six six a magic number yeah it's, i'm just i'm just saying six curse words and then you, your song is rude uh no just, well um, and, but, then, and, then, and then it matters if um if it's easy to get the vocal removal or not yeah that's, that's very true if the vocal <laughs> tracks were made were laid separately um but yeah there I, I think that this album starts out really really strong like full disclosure exit wound and new way to hate kind of failure are are some of the best songs on the album there are you know it kind of gets um you know i wouldn't say like crappy because i think that they're all still good songs but i i don't think that they're as strong in the middle of the album and then it kind of starts picking back up with la familia and then you have paradise featuring heidi shepherd of the butcher babies who you know normally we've had conversations about this in the past like heidi shepherd is absolutely gorgeous she has a beautiful voice especially in this song like i I don't know if i've ever heard her sing this well um but because normally in her own uh band she screams and she's she like sounds like she's like you know well i mean the band is called butcher babies it sounds like she's like (laughs) summoning the devil in her voice she i mean she's amazing don't get me wrong, but like this song is just it, it's like almost an, a, another side of her. And I, I just a great uh, balance to hear from her. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I think is also interesting about this album is uh, they did a cover of No Rain. Yeah, it, it it's like a little of a heavier version of it, like a hard rock version of No Rain. Yeah. You know, it's not bad. It, you know, 
as a song we've heard for 25, 30 years now, um, it's bold to, to go and, and try to cover or change a song. That's, that's so many people's favorite, you know, I wouldn't say favorites, but just like ingrained into their, yeah. Yeah. their head, a pivotal uh, song. But, yeah. But they did a great job of it. Like, you know, you can hear it and, and, you know, sing along with it to where, you know, they didn't change it to where it's a completely different song. It's not unrecognizable, um, but they made it their own. That's for sure. Yeah. Another thing I'll be checking out after this recording. Uh, yeah, so I, all in all, I think it's a great album. I, you can definitely tell the Four Horsemen influence because there's, it's, you know, as Scott Stevens said, he always likes create music that that you want your audience to sing back to you. This is a very singable album. Like you can get into it and just like it's very hooky, and and I like it. That's that's the one thing I wanted to mention about otherwise is you know we've we've known about them for years. We've heard some of their other albums and they've been good. And I don't know if they worked with the Four Horsemen at all prior to this album but definitely this particular album is really really good they uh yeah they leveled up as it were yeah yeah they they released already full disclosure and uh you know on our show we've already played like new way to hate and exit wound i think exit wound is probably my favorite song off the album but they also have like some really good like sentimental songs like la familia um and and you know i think godzillionaire is also just a, a really good song featuring echo yeah, uh, who I'm who I'm not familiar with, but he he kills it on this track. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you go. all in all, great album. All right, the next band I wanted to talk about is You Me at Six, and they had their album Truth Decay. You Me at Six is very interesting. We were really big fans of some of their early work, and they just kind of morphed over time. And some of the albums weren't as strong as the first couple. And they took another turn with this one, but they picked a style that I, I feel fits their sound a lot better. And so this album, it's a lot more power pop, kind of in the, the lit vein almost of okay. style. And uh, it's, it's just, it's different. But uh, their lead singer, Josh, has a very unique sounding voice. And you can definitely tell that it's, you know, that it's You, Me at Six. Some of the standout tracks on this is uh, track one, Deep Cuts. Track six, Heartless. Track eight, Breakdown, which that's a completely different sounding song entirely. And it's one of the few that actually has explicit lyrics which is kind of humorous and then also uh ultra violence is a really good track on here i don't know i i enjoy this this entire album but uh i, I wouldn't mind if you me at six kind of stayed in this uh power pop style yeah you know it's funny that you say that they we were kind of talking about this in the radio show they're very much like a bring me the horizon in the sense that like they don't really have one particular sound they kind of morph almost every album um to uh, like whatever i guess they were feeling at the time yeah yeah but i definitely would recommend checking out this latest album from them truth decay my next recommendation for this roundup is a new artist Pretty, pretty well brand new, I would say. All right. <laughs> so it's um, a woman named Elena Justin. 
uh, goes by the moniker of Motive Black, and the album is called Auburn. So you have you have two colors going in there. Also, as noted a while back, future episode idea. <laughs> bands with the word black in their title because as dan once counted off they are myriad and so (laughs) we're allowing one more to slip in here and that's motive black so elena's been putting out singles since 2021 or so uh she kind of looks like allison brie to me so if you're just looking for a frame of reference there visually um she's it's very good stuff um i would say you know, the itch is pretty big on like like female fronted rock bands. You know, we, we've we've got Evo, we've got uh, Sumo Psycho, the Dead Deads that we've we've shouted out quite often. I can't place her in a direct comparison to one of them, but I would say that I caught elements of all of those similar sounds, both in her vocals and in the music behind. What it really reminded me of, so when Evanescence first started out before Fallen came out and bring me to life was a huge hit. They released an album called origin that was basically a giant demo. It had like 10, 10 or 12 tracks or so. And the sound throughout them varied wildly from track to track. It wasn't necessarily meant to be like a, okay, play this from start to finish. It's a complete work of art. It was meant to be like a, we're trying to figure out, what's going to get us to the next level, what sound we're going to roll with. Um, and I wouldn't say that Motive Black's album is quite to that extent of diversity, but there are definitely enough different sounds that you can tell that it feels like she's kind of um, putting together the singles that she's worked on so far and kind of working out what her sound is going to be going forward. And I think that what she does have here is good start to finish. And so she's probably not going to find a bad direction in there. And what's hilarious about it is it ties to my uh, CD, actually, because your album features the other member of Butcher Babies, Carla Harvey. Yes, that's right. So you got Carla on there. Um, This album also features um, Ray from Korn doing some drum work and Marcos of POD doing some guitar work. Uh, So, you know, there's there's three pretty powerful names in the rock world right there. And I would argue that basically anything on here could be a radio single. Um, and that the album actually even gets a little crazier in the second half. It does. Like yeah. that's that's where your 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 wilder, you know, more aggressive stuff goes. But for a couple of quick recommendations, uh, I would say probably my favorite ones, at least as of you know taking my notes on this, were Caged and Bad Decisions. So, shout out to Motive Black. I'm looking forward to seeing more from Elena and and where she goes from here. Yeah, those those were t- uh, one of the. T- two of my favorites. The other one that I liked was uh, cellophane. Yeah. Very good stuff. So I believe we are on to my last album of quarter one. And I will have to say my favorite album of quarter one, which was pop evils newest album skeletons. And, you know, I don't know what it is about this band. The more music that they release, the bigger fan I become. Uh, <laughs> like they just, I don't know. They've got it figured out. That's for sure. This is the second album that they released in three years. Uh, yeah. Versatile came out in 2021, which was very, very high on my list. And, you know, I will say that, like, I, I don't necessarily know if if I, I like Skeletons as much as Versatile, 
But the more and more I listen to it, the more and more I find different nuances that I didn't realize before. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, I, I really like, it, it's funny. Cause like we were listening, me and my wife were listening to this album earlier today and you know, it's got a couple of really big singles, paranoid crash and burn. It's got dead reckoning, which is featuring uh fit for a King. Um, and then, it's got some other songs too, like you know, it features uh Zillion, which is like a new up and coming artist who's really, really good. Uh the song called Raging Bull. But the the single Eye of the Storm, like one of the things I absolutely love about Pop Evil is like they're they're very upbeat. So like if you're ever having a crappy day, like this is the first band that I will throw on there and be like yes, I'm going to be much happier in about 10 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, there's there's two things that I wanted to, to touch on with, regarding this album. Um, number one, it, it, it seemed like they got heavier on this album than most of their other, like as a whole, yeah. but, but they still stayed, found a way to stay true to the, the electronic side of their sound which is interesting to me well and you know and it's like it's funny you say that because like that's what i was gonna say about eye of the storm like that was one of it's one of my favorite songs on this album and one of the things that me and hannah were talking about is that it's amazing how they still keep that very pop kind of uh chorus but then like there's a heavy breakdown or there's a heavy like just guitar line where it's like just you know you're bobbing your head or you're wanting to slam stuff against the wall (laughs) or maybe that's just my kids i don't know but uh yeah 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 i agree with you you're exactly right that like they they did manage to kind of go heavy but it's still very catchy it still has that pop part of it yeah well i mean and they've gone heavy in the past but it seemed like they were kind of like trying to find who they were like as a sound and i over time i i think they've they found the correct formula that works for them um yeah one of my favorite tracks on here uh is track 7 worth it yes uh, the the lyrical content is uh very much what you would think that it would be with that song title and uh it's just a beautiful song yeah that's what i was just getting ready to say is that uh i absolutely love that song because you know like i like i said you could if you're ever feeling down on yourself, just put that song on and Poppy will tell you that you are worth it. Yeah. Um, and the other song that I really love too, that I wanted to make mention was wrong direction uh, featuring devour the day. Um, yes. It just is a really good song. Honestly, it sounds like a devour the day song, but from what I understand, it, it can sound like that. Cause I think one of the members is actually in pop evil. Yeah. I think so, you're right. Um, yeah. And I'm a huge fan of devour the day. Yeah, Joey Chicago might have to be a a future itch guest. Yes. I've been keeping an eye on that guy. All right. My final band that I'm bringing to this roundup is a band that I don't think we've talked about too much uh, until now. They've been on our radar, though, for quite some time. And that is Dead Blonde Stars. And that is all one word. <laughs> And their uh, their album Metamorphosis, and uh, one of the members of the band is uh, a part of the Groove Council. 
Yeah, nice. they, we've just we've discovered dead blonde stars through some of our of our Twitter friends, um, namely Kaz, I believe. Who yeah, we, we had in a previous uh, episode. And um, yeah, I mean, I dig their sound. You want to describe it for us, Casey? This is your artist. Yes, I yes, yes. Take over that. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, they sound a lot like. If, if we're doing a band blender, we haven't done a band blender for this for this roundup yet. But if we're doing a band blender, I would I would definitely put Soundgarden in there because the the vocal the vocals sound very much like Chris Cornell. Um, I would also throw in Alice in Chains because again the grunge it's it's very much grunge sounding. But if I'm throwing in a third one, uh, Tantric would also kind of fit in there as well. I yeah. can see that. So. It's it's another very heavy sounding album, and it's just very grungy. If so, if you're a fan of the, if you're a fan of grunge, you'll be a fan of this album. And um, as I was listening to it, start to finish, it is a wonderful album. But it was I was kind of hoping that like they would do some some breakdowns and kind of change it up a little bit um, as as the tracks go on. But they they do that the more you listen to the album. Um, and one song in particular, track nine, uh, Over Ocean, it's one of the, I, I think it's the only track that has uh, explicit lyrics in it. And it's hilarious because it opens up, the track opens up and heavy guitars start playing. And the opening line is, you're so fucked. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that that just kind of cracked cracked me up while listening to it. It's hilarious. Some of the tracks that I think stand out on here, uh, Eleven Teeth, which is track two. I would put in track twelve, Tiny Giants, which that's just an awesome song title. I think in general, definitely. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, track eleven, I called whilst you were out. Did you say whilst? Yes. That is also an excellent track title on the strength of using that word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and can you really call anybody while they're out or whilst they're out anymore? Like, because everybody has cell phones. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, they do have a grunge influence, so maybe it's a very, maybe it's like a, a 90s <laughs> thing going on there. I called that big old phone that you keep in the middle of your car. Yeah, that plugs into the cigarette lighter. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I <laughs> called your I called your answering machine. Or your, your house, Morris. your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were out. No matter yeah. what. Uh, nonetheless. Yeah. Lots yeah. of grunge influences. Cool album. Cool people. Yeah. And uh, so we're definitely happy and excited to to shout them out. Uh We've been on our radar for for quite a while, and so I'm actually surprised it has taken this long for us to really uh, include them in an episode. If I remember correctly, one of the time one of the times we shouted them out was uh, an awards episode, and it was for their album cover. Oh, <laughs> they are a band that does quality album art. Yeah, yeah, I think your band blender was right on the money, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's definitely grungy and he definitely has like a Chris Cornell influence to his voice. Yeah. 
it's quality stuff. So check out Dead Blonde Stars Metamorphosis. All right. We're going to wrap this up with album number nine. And this is one I've been talking up to these guys for quite some time. And as one that will hearken back <laughs> to the Shiprock series momentarily. And you'll hear why in just a second. And that is a band <laughs> called Otto. Their album, Life is a Game, their second album, to my knowledge, the first one was in 2020, is a three-piece band that the way I described it when I heard it was that I, I heard some some young Metallica um, and also sort of some like suicidal tendencies, kind of punk rock vibes. And, <laughs> and, and to discover, you know, there's a real good reason for that. <laughs> and that's because one of the members, one Ty Trujillo, is the son of Robert of Metallica and has played in suicidal tendencies. <laughs> yeah. When we were on ship he was on there. It was funny too, because suicidal tendencies, they've been around for a while. Ty Trujillo has not. No, he's uh, like, he is like 18 or something like that. Yeah, it might be, it might be a full on teenager. <laughs> so it was just really funny to see like this teenager keeping up with these, these, I mean, like just shredding it with these older, uh, you know shredders basically <laughs> he's very good yeah yeah and and this i mean i i i love this album i've listened to it like quite a few times since it came out about a month ago like i said it's got it's got that nice combination of of sort of metal and sort of punk kind of vibes it's it's melodic it's i would say it's raw in a good way it's not like crappy production quality but it also but it sounds raw and somehow these three kids I'm going to call them kids. I hate to do that. But, you know, somehow these three guys, they have a combination of musical maturity and youthful energy. Right. Which is it's not easy to pull off both of those. Usually you can hear a band's inexperience or sometimes, you know, if a band is really experienced, you can kind of hear the lack of creative juices that exist anymore. But these guys, they sound like they've been playing together for ages even though they, they are they are very young. That was the key point that I was going to make is that they sound very very tight as a band. Yeah. Like they've been playing together for years and years and years. Yeah, the other thing is the production quality of this album yeah. is, is really yeah. stellar. And you know, one yeah. thing I wanted to say is that, Casey, you'll probably understand this more than most, but it's very reminiscent of Black Tide. Yes, like the singer, the way, you know, the guitar styles, it's, it's very, very reminiscent of Black Tide. And and with even their age, it's just it's kind of like a, you know, up and coming like Black Tide again. Yeah, it's it's like they're uh, they're all prodigies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These guys, they it's it's a quality piece of work. This album, um, they don't have a ton of tour dates lined up, but you can see them at a couple of festivals later this year. They'll be at Rockville um, and Sonic Temple and a couple other shows. So you can check out autoband.com if you want to find that. It was with three T's for the record. Otto. Otto. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the Sons of Metallica are kicking ass. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I'm the, they caught me right off the bat with the first track on this album. And I don't remember if it was the first single or not. It was definitely a single that came out in advance. It was the first single. It's called My Pain. And they had me right there. Like, I, that was enough. And I was like, OK, I, I, I'm in for this. Uh, and then there's a few. There's again, this is one of my top three albums of the quarter that I'm shouting out. So everything's pretty solid. 
but also I would suggest let them return and dance of the dead as some quality, uh, introductions. If you wanted to, uh, do a dive there. Yeah. Dance of the dead was another standout one for me as well. For sure. Like, okay. Now tell me, I want to hear you guys take on this. When I say like young Metallica, I mean that I could almost hear this guy being a little bit of a teenage Hetfield, even though there are no Hetfields in this particular band. Yes. And no, Ty is not a vocalist. He's the bassist. No, but you, of, of the, well, so we've spoken with uh, Miles and Lane of Taipei Houston, but it's, it's harder to pull out the Metallica sounding influence in their work. Uh, right. This is a little bit more prominent as far as yeah. the style. Yeah, I mean it's it's fast paced, it's it's shredding, um, and like I said, one of the things I one of the reasons why I compared it to Black Tide is, is singing style. Actually, was very reminiscent of of the way that that singer sang too. Is very kind of high pitched, um, you know. Yeah. But it, it, I think it fits very well, and he's got a great huh. voice. It does, yes. All right. Well, guys, we have name dropped a whole bunch of, of excellent albums here. <laughs> I think if anybody was, was tuning into the podcast expecting new album recommendations, we've we've made up for all the time that we lost. Yeah. And that's one thing that I kind of noticed while listening to the vast majority of these albums is pretty much the entire album is good from every single one of these these choices that's, here that's the point that's why they're here yeah <laughs> so i hope so and i'm glad you agree with that that means casey's validating our choices yep <laughs> yep <laughs> good i was i was looking for your validation <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm just doubling down for the listener that you should check out all of these albums out the itch with the hard sell <laughs> So let us know if there was any albums in the first quarter that we missed, you know, what or what your thoughts on these albums were. So thank you very much for listening to the Itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, we just left you with a whole bunch of music to listen to. So you better start listening. <laughs> okay, then. Listen now. Yes. And subscribe. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.